You're listening to the Brown to Green Podcast. Now, here's your host. Hey, thanks for being with us. This is Travis Evans. Hey, it's Michael Ferris. And we're here, we're here today with Scott from Clydehurst. Scott, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, yeah, I'm Scott from Clydehurst. And I am <laughs> really glad to be here. Clydehurst is in Montana. And uh, it's just awesome to be down here visiting yeah. and, and uh, to see what's happening at Hair Church. Super cool. Yeah. Scott's been with us for a few days. He's a good friend um, and a uh, yoke fellow in the kingdom. And and so we uh, he's, he didn't get a rental car, which is a gift because we wrangled him in and said like, well, you don't have a rental car. You have to podcast with us because yeah. we're not letting you yeah, out. And so basically, we, <laughs> we've yeah, uh, yeah, not kidnapped. Not totally kidnapped. I was going to say, some might call it a gift. Some might call it entrapment. You know, <laughs> just, it depends. It depends on uh, what state yeah. you're in. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, some of you guys know, like a lot of our listeners have heard of Clydehurst or maybe have been, um, to Clydehurst before, uh, to the Clydehurst Christian Ranch. And, um, so we wanted to talk a little bit to Scott about, um, Clydehurst and like what's going on over there. And one of the things what, when, when Scott got here, he told us that, uh, Nate, one of our, one of our friends there, Nathan Shug, his, uh, his dad, Tim passed away recently. And, and so they're mourning that loss there. And, um, Man, we're just uh, we're praying with you guys and um, asking the Lord to comfort y'all in this time of need, and and we're also celebrating like another of our brothers entering the kingdom too, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, just passed away pancreatic cancer. Um, we found out probably third or fourth family camp. Um, it's uh, November now, so yeah. that was fast, um, super fast, but tough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, always, always challenging for sure. Yeah, and Scott, your last name is not Clydehurst. It's Bronson, is that right? It's Brownson. 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 It's Brownson. It's Brownson. Brownson is a lot more common name. So even yeah. though it's clearly spelled Brownson, Brownson, my whole life people have said Bronson. Bronson. Yeah. 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 But yeah, but it's Brownson. So yeah. it's a little less Bronson. common than Bronson. But easy for us to Bronson. remember because he's got a brown shirt on today. A brown and green shirt on. Ooh, yeah, How about that? Brown to the, green. Yep. the brown to green podcast. Yeah. Yep. It's beautiful. That's awesome. Yep. Hey, that's cool. Um, so tell us, like, the Clydehurst family is, um, well, that's what it is, right? It's family. It is. And so, um, like, part of the significance of this loss is that like how these families have been knit together in on mission at Clydehurst for years, right? Can you yeah. talk to us a little bit about that? And kind yeah, of- let me back way up to um, the 1940s. Clydehurst was a guest ranch and a man who was the radio pastor and kind of the head of a ministry called the Montana Gospel Crusade. They had a 100,000 watt station that would preach the gospel all over the state. Um, awesome. my, my parents would listen over in Eastern Montana where both sets of my, my great grandparents had, had ranches and homesteaded from Scandinavia and stuff, you know? So this is way early back. My mom went to a one room schoolhouse, no electricity. I mean, it's crazy yeah. over there. And he was up on vacation at Clydehurst guest ranch in 1945 and was just like, man, if we had a place like this to gather and learn about Jesus, that would be amazing. He started praying about it. Didn't think there would be an option. And by 1944, um, they had decided that the owners of Clydehurst, because of the war and rationings, they, they were going to sell. So this group of men got together, a, a farmer, um, gave a interest-free loan to the Montana gospel crusade and they bought it in 1944. 
moved in um, the mining shacks that some of you have stayed in yeah. <laughs> from down the road, got things working. And then um, in in September of, of 1945, uh, they dedicated the camp. And the ministry of the Montana Gospel Crusade, the radio ministry was called Church of the Air. And, and so um, as it became more and more popular, they actually started a physical gathering okay. in Billings cool. called Church of the Air. Yeah. And my dad listened to that all the time. So when he went, moved to Billings to go to college and he got a teaching job, um, they attended Church of the Air. Wow. And he sang on the radio and did all that. And um, But the name, they basically decided that's too weird. Like, doesn't make sense. Right. So they changed the name to Billings Bible Church. And so um, my dad was there in school. Um, he's a farm kid really fun kids loved him he could drive the bus he could fix things and they're yeah. like hey would you maybe run colliders this summer it was 1970 wow and he stayed there for 50 years <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> How cool is yep and in that first year he said it was so hard like they you know family camp that a lot of you here have attended they just invited people from the church you didn't have to sign up you just right. showed up and picked a cabin wow so um the Shugs were the first couple to help my parents navigate that summer. And, wow. and uh, that's all I remember my whole life. Nate and I were born a month that's apart. Awesome. Wow. We lived within a few blocks of each other. And, um, you know, like if you look at pictures at camp, you'll see his dad and my dad doing the exact same things that Nate and I are doing now. Come and on. it's funny because we look a lot, a lot yeah. alike. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so Tim Tim Shug has been a huge part. He he was a um, environmental engineer, so wow. he um, I always remember him as the pool guy. He did yeah. a lot of other stuff too, but yeah. he always helped us with the chemicals of the pool. And yeah. he worked at the Exxon refinery for years and years and years. And so they had a we both had full size vans. Ours was green and theirs was kind of a purple. Oh, and I awesome. would just wait as a kid to watch the Shug purple van drive up the road. So yeah. I had a friend because when I was up there, I, I was the only one my age. Yeah. So I had to find out my own stuff so Nate was um, a police officer in Phoenix and God called him to come up here about 10 years ago or so wow. uh, gave up a lot you know yeah. I mean, it, it, for everyone who visits Clyderst it's beautiful and yeah but that's one of the things I think any of us as believers have to constantly be in a state of gratefulness and yeah. perspective on God's goodness because you can lose sight the devil wants he's so cunning yeah. And so, yeah, we work really hard. It's a big sacrifice for our families. For sure. um, I'm, I love sports. I played college football and basketball. Um, and I've never even played t-ball because I'd never had a summer in, yeah. in the city. Yeah. So I'm glad I didn't fall in love with baseball. I had a couple of years where I thought I did and I'd mow a baseball diamond in, in the horse pasture, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't have anyone to throw with. Yeah. So Nate would come up and visit and he'd play catcher and I'd play pitcher, you know, and that yeah. was about it. So, um, for our kids sometimes they think they're missing out back home and yeah. you know when other kids come and visit they're like what are you talking about that's yeah. the best they have this picture in their head that everyone's at the water park every day and hanging yeah. out and, yeah. and the kids are just so bored and yeah. but for me I not only did I watch um, my parents serve the Lord but all of the high school kids and college kids that work there were my heroes like it completely redefined what i thought yeah, was cool that's awesome that's like, awesome yeah these guys were coming in the early 80s when bob dylan put out started putting out some christian rap albums and they were i just remember their banjos and guitars and i just thought that was the coolest thing and then 
the speakers and everybody that would come up. Yeah, it was just, it was definitely my standard of cool. So when I would go back home, yeah. not only as I started working on staff, those were my true friends. So it yeah. gave me a totally different perspective on peer pressure. Yeah. It was like, I don't, I didn't care as much what people thought at school because my real friends were. Yeah, you had just, community. Yeah, real community. And and um, and then Billings Bible Church was um, was that, like that whole crew of us is still around. Yeah. Um, our church unfortunately imploded about 15 years ago. So Clyders is now independent. Yeah. And uh, from the hurt of that, because it's just people, you know, yeah. um, those people are, st- some of those people are, are, are coming back now and, and are, are a part of, of camp again. And we hope that they can continue yeah. to come back and everyone was hurt. There was no yeah. winners in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there yeah. So uh, Billings Bible church's building is, is a parking lot by the hospital in Billings now. And it's, it's a, it was such a huge part of our life, just that yeah. community. So yeah, losing um, Tim was tough and, and having it be quick. We talk a lot about that as people pass on, like we have such hope in Jesus and, but we're just, we just know he's going to take away death completely one day yeah. when he makes everything right. And so we're sitting there going, what's the best way to go? Yeah. Like quick, you know, I don't know. Is it a sudden thing? Like my brother, brother-in-law, when he died, it was two weeks from when he found out he had brain cancer. And we didn't know if we wanted that two weeks to adjust to it or to lose him really suddenly. Right. But Nate's really been through it because his mom died of cancer. Um, his dad remarried our church secretary who was never married at 75 or something wow. like that. And then she died of the same kind of cancer. Uh-huh. And now, and so this is the third person to die in the same room. And I helped set up for hospice and they were like, the guy remembered the place. It's like, yeah. you don't want to have a that's place yeah. where you remember. That's not how you want to remember. No. Yeah. So yeah, we're, um, that's, we're just grateful, but heavy. it does look back to see about like words are, are weird and powerful because they carry different weight for however you've experienced them. But we have what, 40, 50 years to steward that ministry. I don't know if God's going to have us there, but those of us that grew up there, um, we, we feel, um, it feels like home. It's not, and God's going to do with what he wants with it. And, but, and so we don't, um, feel ownership in a, in a negative way. We feel it in a strong way of legacy and, um, just wanting to steward it well. And I feel like there's a chance we carry that a little heavier than we need to, yeah. you know, we don't want to screw up anything. Yeah. Um, and so um, sure. we have 20, I think we had counting our, yeah, 2,500, around 2,500 campers this last year. Wow. How cool. Is um, that? And that, that's in, tw- that was in the year. Yeah. This year. Yep. And 20, then 2023. Yep in 2023 and um when you go to camp you are getting out of the normal rhythms of life to encounter god in in a way that i feel like when god called people to the wilderness it's just an interesting thing it yeah it it, for some reason it gives you this glimpse of what god intended our community to be eating together yeah um prioritizing fun together being in the word together every day abiding as you guys say but, which is the right word yeah. because we're well, challenge our staff to listen a lot more yeah. you got to sit in it can't yep. just try to plow through it academically and um so i remember in high school being a little bit jaded about everyone having this camp experience i was like come on guys get it together like you don't have to come up here and cry every year just live for God all year, whatever. Right. You know? Meanwhile, I'm a disaster too. Yeah. <laughs> but God really, I mean, it was early on where I was like, I don't get to judge how 
God is moving. And I don't know why he chooses those situations. It's all kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. But we have a term that when you type it into word, isn't supposed to be a word of rededication. Yeah. I would argue that a lot of those kids, because it happens a lot in middle school, it's really the first time they've given their life to Jesus. Because yeah. they're like, I prayed the prayer, but I haven't been living for him. Yeah. Well, we know yeah. from scripture, if you haven't been living for him, yeah. maybe you hadn't given your life to him. Come on. We had 316 of those kids rededicate their Come life this on, summer. Lord. That's awesome. And that's an addition to the 183 that said, I've never done anything to give my life to the Lord. And I want to do that. On. And so when you look Hold at on, that, you, that's percentage, like five, 500 of 2,500. Well, yeah, but that uh, includes all, all of the family camp campers. and everything. So it's about, yeah, of about a thousand youth campers, oh, half of them made a significant on. decision. And I would just argue for kids like me, mm-hmm. the impact of camp, if you are following the Lord, yeah, that, you know, maybe you're not standing up at that. Yeah. But I remember at 13, exactly where I stood up to f- feeling called into lifelong ministry. Yeah. And, and uh, so that impact for what they're dealing with, with depression, anxiety, stuff they're dealing with at home, the tools that we try to give them. Um, we, I just want to pause for a second to know, we know we have a, a unique role in, yeah. in the kingdom work. Cause yeah, we are, we're sure. this, this week away where it's this encounter and then yeah. we've got to figure out how to send them down the hill yeah. <laughs> the right way and, and get, you know, back into community and, and learn what we do. So we really focus on those truths of the gospel that they can take with them that um, we don't want to come up and inspire them because especially third and fourth graders, yeah. you can scare the hell out of a third and fourth yeah. grader. <laughs> like who wants to go to hell? Raise yeah. your hand. Do you want to burn forever? Whatever. Yeah. Of course they're all going to yeah, answer. We, that's not- so we, we try very hard to, for a lack of better term, talk them out of it to understand what it means to repent and give your yeah. life to Christ and understand that. And sometimes it comes not till middle school, yeah. but we've planted a seed and God can, you know, for me, I gave my life to the Lord at four and yeah. meant it every yeah. ounce of it. And so, um, that's cool. Yeah. We want to try to get up there with those kids and we make sure that our speakers and our staff understand we're not going to just inspire them to make good choices and to feel bad about who you are. Yeah. You know, come on. But to come and, and experience Jesus and see who he is, his goodness and, yeah. and, and who we are. And so, um, we, we talk amazing. about this a lot. We talk about like painting, like showing them the better offer, right? Like he's the better offer. And so like continue to show them the better offer. I mean, it doesn't, we don't exclude the, the hell part, right? Like it's real, but like, no. but we continue to show them the better offer because mm. that's what, I mean, that's what I ran to was the better offer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. we, I, I wanted to read this quote to you guys because I don't think I've ever read it to you, but this is Walter Feely, who's the pastor of Montana Gospel Crusade, Church of the Year, in 1945. He said, The mountains and the mountaintops were places of rich experience with our Lord. Here may be found refreshment of spirit, mind, and body. Here children and young people may be one to Christ. Christ led the multitudes into the wild woods, up onto the mountain, down to the shores of lakes, and taught them in the wide open spaces and the quiet of the country how to live victoriously. Pray for Clyder's Bible Conference, that it may be used for the glory of God, the gathering in of the lost ones, and for the growth and grace of believers. Come on. Well, I don't know how those guys in forties do quotes like that. Man, you know, that sounds powerful, but, right? Uh, we're still doing that. You know? Yeah. I mean, you what are. an awesome thing to That's be a, a part good. of. And, um, yeah. and, and yeah, and, and to have, uh, you know, my dad never knew he would be doing that for as long as he did. So, and I never thought I'd be back. Like, I'm not, I don't know why I need to say this. I think it's almost like Paul said, you know, I learned this straight from Jesus. Remember how yeah. he was like, yeah. yeah. You know, but for me, I, I got called back 13 years ago after 
off doing my own stuff. I didn't right. need to stay at Clydehurst. I didn't need to be with dad. Right. You know, none of that. I mean, I came back on my own with yeah. my own gifting and my own call. Yeah. And it just happens that he had put these spiritual markers where I had a little bit of, of history in it. But, yeah. you know, I'm not, um, I don't deserve to be there. And there's no, you know, it's just one of those things that um, God called me back to. And, yeah. and uh, I have uh, a different role and different things that, than the way that my dad had to do it. But I got yeah. to, I mean, I, I remember being there when we didn't have a phone. Like that's yeah. weird. I'm 48, just turned 48 last week. And I remember driving down to, you know, that little town for those of you who've been up there, that's really bumpy. You go between, we call it, we used to call it dip town forever. It's yeah. called um, Boulder river ranch, but they, they had the payphone there. And so we would drive down there whenever we had to make a, a phone call. Wow. Man, <laughs> so, that's crazy. It's that's a awesome. long time. It's just weird. You so. guys are you guys are not hired hands. That's what I. That's the thing I'm yeah. hearing over and mm-hmm. over. Right? Like, I mean, it's we and we know this, right? Like, there's a cost. It co- like it costs yeah. our family some. It costs us something. Like, but man, like it's worth it, right? And yeah. So, yeah. How cool that you guys are willing to to pay that cost and and that um, like you're building on on something that others have come before mm-hmm. you, right? Like, who are we that we did like we just get to build on of us. like that, that we just get to build mm-hmm. on top yeah. of these things that others have gone before us? Yeah, I think that. it's important for any of you anybody uh, just if you're building on a legacy yeah. to not say we're doing it this way now. Like you have to be careful with your words to yeah. say that your way is better. It's not, it wouldn't even be there if you weren't building on, on the shoulders exactly. of those. So that. to always say, because of what they did, now we can do this. Come on. And so don't ever discount the people that have, Amen. have laid down the yeah, foundation the for you. Yeah. Come on. hundred percent. Because you go through a, a time when you're young that you think you, yeah. Know better. <laughs> yeah. And then you start realizing there's, there's stories to why they're doing it that way yeah. and why it worked. And yeah. so if you can always be that, hungry second instead of arrogant first kind of a thing you know like I I feel like I'm smart and creative and whatever else and I definitely know I couldn't have come back God did not have me back at Clyders because of my headspace of like I know I can do this better come on not true once you find out you don't know anything then you're (laughs) then you're in the right right spot yeah Yeah. and knowing that God promises us wisdom and leaning into that come on what a what a powerful promise to know amen that he can promise that yeah yeah, man. As you were speaking and just speaking about, you know, stepping in there, I was reminded of the, you must be ready. You know, the story of where it talks about being the faithful manager and the one who becomes mm-hmm. like well, the one who squanders the Lord's things, but it's that word. And it's that verse 48 it says everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required from whom they entrust so much. They will demand the more where it talks in Luke 12 verse 48. You know, that's part of that. And that's what I just continue to hear where the Lord's mm-hmm. continued to just entrust you guys. And you know, we've been, I think we've gone now seven years, maybe, six or seven years and just watching the growth, even, even from when we first started coming like just with, with the leadership and the staff and just man, the counselors and continue to watch their progression as well with the Lord and this constant. I think the biggest thing always jumps out to me is just how you guys continue to invest into the next, the next person, right? Where I've, I remember Austin being a counselor now where he is now, Yeah, you know, and he's a program director. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. He's, yep. He oversees, um, all of our fall and spring events, um, which is huge, and all yeah. of our registration, which is a season where maybe he doesn't want to be forever, but he yeah. has the skills to do it, and he's just showing up and feeling called to be there. And, and yeah. so, yeah, he's definitely um, – I think it's important to have young mentors too because there's a lot I can learn from him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like even sure. – 
even the sweatshirts and stuff that we got for this summer, the most popular one were these really hideous embroidered crew necks that were something we would have worn in the 90s. And he's yeah. like, oh, this is going to be great. And I'm like, all right, I trust you. And they just, the kids loved them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Addie has one. She wears it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. They, you know, it's supposed to look like something from a thrift store. And that's what they want. Yeah. So he's, uh, yeah, he's, it's been really great. And we, we think that, I just praise God that people have been impacted by Jesus up at camp and they are inspired or called to, they want to give other people the same experience they yeah. had. And so they come back with a sense of ownership where yeah, come on, we'll go in to do like, um, you know, a work weekend or something and all the staff just, you know, they're not getting, they get paid peanuts anyways. We give them a per diem, um, and that's about it. You know, it's something where it's just a joke, but um, they just jump in and do their jobs. They don't think twice about, yeah. am I getting anything for this? They just, they, they want to be good, good hosts and yeah. love people well and give them these incredible spaces to encounter people. Like I encountered Jesus. Um, I think a lot about like getting caught in the weeds with people's discussions about places and, all of that like where's god and we know he dwells in us yeah that's that's a silly thing but i love when he's given us dominion over creation that you can cut down trees and build a log chapel where people can concentrate and have an experiential experience in that place it doesn't mean you know you don't have to get caught in the weeds to say well god only dwells here we know for a fact that's not the case but when you have these spaces where kids can come and feel safe and they can concentrate and they can um, feel comfortable and um, all of that is, is really important. And I think of like this new chapel you have, were you ever in our old chapel? No. Yeah. I mean, what a, I mean, we, we just made that place such a, a sacred, like we can't ever move from there, you know, cause we had all these life changing experiences. Yeah we get into the new chapel and God has opened up so many more opportunities because it's winterized. And like the first worship retreat we had up there, a couple guys met who started a group called land of color and they're all over the world. They're just, they're just millions and millions of streams. And I think about, um, for me, um, coming here, like Michael was asking me like, why did you come visit? And we were talking about, um, yesterday about how Clydehurst reaches, a bunch of rural churches. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so I felt in my time in music and everything, there's like the standard in ministry that happens in business too. But for all of you guys, like it's hard. People in ministry are just people too. Yeah. And very often will you hear somebody called to something lesser. They'll, they don't say those words. It's always like a moving up to a bigger church or whatever yeah. else. And that really impacted me. When someone was challenging everyone on that is that, I decided I'm going to go visit all these small churches. I'm going to reach out to these kids. And there are churches that I visit that have wood burning stoves in their sanctuary, like one room churches. And, um, I felt more, um, I felt like I was making an impact for the Lord more than some of the big arena shows I played where I never talked to anyone. You know, when you're talking about that human connection with people, all of a sudden, we have these kids that their church isn't big enough to not even have a youth group, let alone yeah, come go to camp. Yeah. So that say that you have three high school kids in the town 
well, two of them come to Clyderhurst. They get to meet all these other kids and yeah. experience something. Yeah. And in Montana, that's a, that's a need we're meeting, which I, I realize because many, sometimes when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, we need to be doing bigger and better things. It's yeah. like, you got to get smaller to get bigger. And that's kind of the, wow. so we're having, um, we have kids that, um, a lot of their parents work in Yellowstone Park that come up from Gardner, a little town called Red Lodge, uh, Will Saul, these little, little communities. We have buses that come from Billings and Bozeman and stop along the way. Right. So the kids can, we, we have provided free bus service ever since Church of the Air. Come on. When I was a kid, I mean, that's been one of that's our core things. Cool. We've, we were like, when I was a kid, we would, my dad would drive around, we'd pick up kids for Awana and our Awana ministry was so big. We'd have to meet at elementary schools all around Billings and Church of the Air and Billings Bible Church has always made evangelism yeah. really, I mean, that's whenever a crusade is in their name from their, you know, their yeah, roots. Right. And so um, we, we're going to continue to do that. We're not going to let any kids not be able to come because yeah. of their finances. It's not what it's about at all. And um, it's pretty fun. Like we get, we get caught quote unquote um, having to drive bus a lot because we'll be short on volunteers and yeah. Nate and I will go to different places and, to one or to either to Bozeman or Billings and get to pick up those kids. And, awesome. and they are part, they're packed yeah. for two or three weeks to come to camp. And yeah. they, uh, they just have all of these little experiences. I call them um, these flashbulb moments. Like growing up there, I have, you have a lot of days in your life that just blend away. Yeah. But I have these moments I'll never forget from camp. And every little thing we do has that purpose. Like when I, um, was it the first night when you picked me up at the airport? All he asked me, "What what's going to be the names of the kids?" Yeah, he was yeah. like, "Well, yeah, that's that was the first thing." He yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah. give you a chance. Yeah. He's like, you didn't "Well, say the hi, kittens Scott. was something that was thought of decades ago, and it's yeah. one of our coolest things because the kids what we them. found is, yeah, the kids build community because they all go there to hang out, and it breaks down all those barriers of mm. making friends. Yes, and kittens are not. You would sit there and go, "Why?" Well, it's intentional. Like over yeah. time, you have these little ideas. I I sit there and think. We have a miniature donkey because most people have never touched a miniature donkey and it's yeah. so cute and yeah. the kids come and they're having these tactile experiences that are like, for some reason, I always, I have this picture of, of when the Berlin wall came down and Eastern Germany just flooded yeah. in. It's just something that I don't get it. I don't get it exactly. But with camping, those are the kind of yeah. things we want to do because you attach that to Jesus and you never forget it. And yeah. so I was getting my hair cut last year and this, I asked this lady, asked me what I did. And she remembered going to Clyderson's little girl. And Come she immediately on. was like, everyone was so nice to me. I love that, and, and she goes, uh, I need to get back to church, you know, and she Come doesn't on. remember much besides the kindness of the staff loving them. And so she sent her son, um, that summer and he got saved. Come this on. kindness that draws men to repentance. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. I love and, that. Yeah. And I tell our counselors all the time, like the main thing they're watching is if you're going to lose it or not. Yeah. That if you can just keep it cool, remember they're there for just a week. Yeah. Don't try to parent them. Don't, I mean, we take, yeah. th there's a lot of structure, yeah. but it's such healthy, um, tight structure. They don't consider it structure. They just feel yeah. safe the whole time, but it's yeah. pretty neat because we, we just want those kids to know how much we, we love them and see Jesus in that. So you, you're cool. talking about the like the, the fellowship around the cats. So I've used this example several times. It was one of the coolest things I saw this last year. And there was these two little girls, I think it was day one. They didn't mm. even know each other. And I'm sitting there waiting for, I think waiting for Oliver to come up or Addison to come up. And I'm just watching the kids. And this one little girl walks up 
it was right after, I think it was right after dinner. So we were going to go to chapel. So this one little girl walks up and she goes, hi, I'm so-and-so. She goes, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. She's like, you want to go chase cats? And they just took <laughs> yeah. off. And I was like, why can't we be like that with like, like as adults? Yeah. Yeah. Like these two kids just <laughs> tore down every barrier that there is. There was no awkwardness. They're just like, hey, let's go play. And they took uh, off. And it was one of the coolest things. Yeah. You know, I'm like, man, that's awesome. That's that's the environment yeah. that's up there. It's just, you know, you yeah. just, it's a massive place to just fellowship, yeah. you know, and it's so cool and yeah. I love it that you said that's intentional because, you know, those are sometimes the things that we don't think about that, that like all the effort that you guys have gone into yeah. and that like has this, this, what's gone before you, these things that, that are like, that are done to make sure that these moments are, are uh, impactful. And I agree. Like, like, I mean, we, we all know how to like go, go sit with the Lord, whether we're, you know, in, in our living room or what, like we can, we know how to sit with the Lord and, um, and, and sense his presence and, and hear his voice in the word. Right. But there's something about that experience up there. And, and even like you look at the old Testament and like, there's all these moments where, where like the Lord move and he's like, Hey, set up a Ebenezer stone or set up this pillar. And so like those moments, like this lady you're talking about, man, like that was what we would call a pillar of faith moment, right? Like that was a moment where she had some sort of experience with the Lord, some sort of Genosco firsthand experience with him. And we, I mean, we want those, we want to create more of those opportunities, right? Because those are the things that like when a, when a kid grows up and he, and he, and he kind of gets wayward or whatever, then like he remembers that moment when the Lord met yes. him and that's what we come back to. Mm-hmm. So praise God that you guys are doing yeah. that. I think it's super cool. I also was thinking like how, I mean, we're all about um, making disciples, right? And I know part of what um, the Lord has taught us over the last five or six years is that like we have a way, Brown and Green kind of has a way that we intentionally make disciples, but also like that we know that like there's like, you can't put the Lord in a box, right? Like there's a, there's a hundred other ways to do it. And then we, we were talking the last couple of days, hanging out with you and, and the Lord just showed me like how cool it is. Like you have like your, your mission is like built in mission. And then like your, your workers or like you're investing in these workers. And you even said something of like, Oh, a, a child coming, like you use this example of like at 13, making this, you know, hearing this call on your life or, and what we're, what you're seeing is like, there's campers that are coming in and then they're going, Hey, as they start becoming teenagers, then they're having an opportunity to come in and, and work. And so like, we speak into that a little bit because I think that's one of the coolest things. And what, like for me that I knew that like there was something different about Clydehurst was because when we would start to hang out with the, like your, your staff, you know, the teenagers that were, that were up for camp and leading and like, they're just different, you know? And I, yeah. and what we know because we invest into people is that that doesn't happen accidentally. Mm-hmm. That happens because of what you're, you guys are doing before anybody gets there, what you're doing right now as you're, you know, accepting um, resumes or applications. Yeah. So we speak into that just a little bit. Sure. Like, you know how, uh, I, I heard once that, you know, if someone tells you a good joke, sometimes it's hard to remember the joke until you tell it to someone else. And then you, it somehow sticks in your head. Um, I feel like for them to be able to work out their faith in a incredibly challenging, but somewhat safe environment. Like people are coming to Bible camp. Yeah. So it gives them a little bit of that. It's a training ground for them to discover their gifts and do things. So like we have, you know, we can't have somebody that's just never played guitar, like play guitar. Right. But on Sunday mornings, when we gather, um, we invite people from the Valley 
we've decided that we want to make relationships with everyone in the valley. Just side note, and now it's like fifty or sixty people join us for church. That's awesome. But our staff will lead, and they each each group will have uh, a t- chance to teach the word, give you know, tell um, their testimony or or lead worship. It's pretty pretty powerful thing. But I think that it's been impressed on me that there is a huge part of God's hand on Clyders and the legacy again of the kind of people who want to be there and they know a little bit what to expect. So let me just say what I was blessed is that I did music full time for a while. And when you do Christian music, you play a lot of camps because they, they want a band. And so I got to spend that time away from the only camp I knew (laughs) to see other camps. And if you're in college and you're going to go work at a camp, a lot of times you're little boy crazy or girl crazy. Every college kid right. is, or they're looking for a spouse or whatever. And I would see these camps where the, the staff was just there to be together. It was just yeah. a social event. And I don't know what's happened. Why Clydehurst has all these people that are like, I want to come make a difference for Jesus yeah. this summer. We're able to um, FaceTime every person who applies right. to be a part of it. We interview them. You have to do the background check. You have to do the sexual yeah. abuse prevention training. They have to do the recommendations and all of that kind of stuff. A lot of the stuff we do, we try to continue to spread out and invite anyone in who feels led to do it. A lot of times it's somebody who told their friend or yeah. uh, or, or a speaker or you guys that will be like, hey, we came to Clyders. This person would be perfect. And you kind of, they want to be a part of, of that culture. Yeah. And then when, they're, when they get there, um, we spend uh, training before the camp. And we, we kind of try to focus that on that's their time at camp. So yeah. the counselors, they go out into the wilderness. Yeah. I've, I, we've talked, like yeah. I remember going out on hikes and them, and them talking about like mm-hmm. their experience of hiking out together and how yeah. significant yeah. that was yeah. for them. Because if, if you don't take some time to heal, <laughs> yeah, come on. you know, you can't just give them a bunch of policies. Like we have to prepare our hearts for what God has come and listen on. to him. And so we go through, um, spend a lot of time in the word. We go through uh, what it, it's like to have, uh, th- to be a part of the Clyder's mission. And we try to teach them what that's like to be on a team. Because if you're at Heritage Church, you guys have a mission you feel led to do and people can choose to be a part of it or not. Yeah. But they're, you're not, gonna, they're not, you know, they can't come in and do it different necessarily. Yeah. And so I use examples of other ministries, um, you know, where it'd be like, you know, at Clydehurst, we don't, you know, give the kids beer or whatever. Right. I, don't know. Right. I don't know why that came to mind, but that's just not what we do. This yeah. is how we do it. Um, these are the kind of speakers we have. Um, this is our theology. This is, you yeah. know, all of those kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And then we take them through uh, that process. And then each person has um, overseers or we call our go-to people that are pouring into them all summer. Because if you're coming to serve and you're away from family, you're going to have hard days because yeah. you're giving of yourself and you're going to cry and you're going to laugh and you're going to just have these memories you won't believe. And you'll be so tired some days. And then you get the stomach flu and your parents aren't there. And we want to have a relationship where we can be there and, and comfort them and they can feel safe and comfortable. And we, we take them on trips on the weekends. We go to Yellowstone, we go to a play, we go to a water park, we do things so that they can continue to grow um, in that um, community and by the time family campers come we've already been through youth camp which is no sleep yeah and they've been in the trenches and it's the first time that the counselors who you've met are all in the same cabin so they've 
They've all been staying in other cabins. Um, we get together every morning early. We have people walk around to the cabin so we can gather for prayer and, and get ready for the day. And so they're already dead, you know, yeah. from up all night from kids wet in the bed. And then they, we get up at 630 and yeah. get it, you know, get together and pray and, and just share. We get into um, groups of three or four um, to even share more in depth. And then we break for the day and, and get after it. And so we are constantly checking in with them and in one-on-one situations, um, time every single day in the word. Um, and then we, um, again, give them an opportunity to, to go out and and work that out, um, right away through the summer. So we hope that it gives them skills, um, throughout the whole summer. I try to continually remind them. So this is how Clyders does it. Um, and this is how I fulfill my role at right. Clyders. And so I want you to be watching and learning the whole time about what you don't want to do yeah. <laughs> and what you do want to do. But yeah. either way, be learning and yeah. understand that things can be done different ways and maybe God's gifted you a different way or whatever. I feel like my brain goes so fast with that. I hope that that made sense. But oh, if you yeah, have any clarification on that, yeah. So no. we're, we're doing a lot. And it's kind of something that's not always really easy to say in a short time because my mind goes to all of these memories of stuff where like our high school boys um later on in the summer i go uh you know we're away from fast food and that stuff and i go hey tonight um after we're done with pots and pans i want to drive you into taco bell at livingston and they were so pumped and i talked to a dad um just this year and he goes do you want to know my son's favorite memory from that summer has been you drove into Taco Bell. Come on. And so uh, it's just, the, we would have these guys nights with me because I'm yeah. the old guy up there and they have their counselors, but they would come yeah. and spend time with me one night a week up in my cabin. And we would talk about, you know, like in-depth man stuff yeah. um, with these guys. And we, I hope that they have something where they always have that Ebenezer, like you said, to go yeah. back to. Yeah. Because um, when you go down the mountain, it's easy to forget in those dark times and places, what you knew on the mountain, what you knew in the light. And so we want to try to instill that truth in a way that really sticks. And we don't want to, yeah. Um, confuse the gospel. We want it to be clear and concise. So, so awesome. Yeah. I love, I love every bit of that. And, and we, I mean, you know, like we hear of, we're firsthand witnesses to, um, the, like the significant impact that, um, has on some of the youth when they go up and, and work in camp um, because of, you know, some of ours that have done that and how it's how it's played out with them. Not my kids personally, but children in our, yeah. or kids in our, uh, in our congregation. So it's super cool what you guys are doing with that. I love every bit of that. You know, and that's like all that you're talking about. You're like, hey, did I, did I, was that clear? And it, there's a lot there. Like nobody's thinking about that stuff when they're thinking about yeah. family camp. Like these are all the things right. that these are the things that make Clyde Hurst like what like what it is. Like what you're ta- like what you're saying is, is like man. Like we hold these like this is a high invite, high challenge environment. This yeah. is the language we use, right? Going like this is something that like you're not coming up here sleeping in just goofing around all summer. Like this is you're laying your life down. Really are, are, yeah. And um, but they're but they're learning that um, also like you find your life when you lose it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that cool. Yeah. And we'll leave like some of those experiences where they're loving on your kids or doing whatever. And then we're over to hugging and crying because they're dealing with something at home or they're stressed about college or they've got, it's just been a hard day or they, you know, um, they're teenagers. They are. And life is not easy, right? I mean, no. And so we have to work it a lot different than a summer job because they have to have the safety to have bad days. 
Yeah. And they have to know they have someone who loves them that they can go to and and talk about like we have to get rid of the shame of talking about what you're feeling. You know, as as believers, like we're not God doesn't ask us to be super people. He says the exact opposite, which yeah. is, you know, to pick up your cross every day, die to yourself, lean into me, the joy of the Lord's your strength. I'll give you the strength for every day. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna be there through you through thick and thin. And I think that um people sometimes see God as somebody who takes away all of the hard stuff yeah. instead of walking yeah. us through the hard yeah, stuff. Come on, and man. because he's redeemed things, because he's defeated sin and death, he can make something beautiful out of those things. We can't give those circumstances credit. We have to give God the whole credit because yeah. ideally he's going to make all things right one day and we're not going to have to go through that hard stuff. Come but on, he actually man. makes that hard stuff something good, Yeah, which come is, on. is really, um, an important thing to to remember I, I i really um got hit by the you know how those little epiphanies you have as you're in the word and i was thinking about peter god let me you know jesus let me come walk on the water with you you know takes his eyes off jesus falls in quickly you know probably yeah. probably dropped pretty fast and says save me and jesus grabs his hand in the middle of this storm where they're all scared and it says that and when they got back to the boat he calmed the storm and I don't know why that impacted me so much because, and that was just a couple of years ago that I read that, that Jesus, I think intentionally has that in the word to remember that Jesus took him by the hand and walked him through the storm. He didn't calm it because he was freaking out because yeah. he started freaking out and took his eyes off Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and I think that we have to remember that um, God's goodness is, is here, but this world is a broken place and because he loves us so much, he, he wants every one of us to come to him. And he says, you know, I'm not slow in making everything right like you think I'm slow. Yeah. I, I'm giving you today because there's more people that are going to choose me. Yeah, and on. the only way they're going to choose me is if I let them choose me. That's called free will. And because we have free will, people are using that free will to hurt us and yeah. hurt others. Right. And the devil loves to make us think if things aren't going your way, it's because God isn't good. And that's just not true. It's God carries us through all of those dark times. Yeah, and come on. We want those kids when they get home. I mean, they are, they just go through some really tough stuff. And I'm telling you guys, we've been talking a lot about Uganda because I've, my yeah. cousin lived there and we've been there. They have different troubles than us. It doesn't yeah. mean they have more pain than us. And yeah. I hate that when they talk about American kids as you don't know, like they don't know any different and their pain is just yeah. as real. Yeah. And I, I agree. Yeah. And I remember with one of my kids in my youth group, whose parents were getting divorced. And he goes, I would love to live in a hut and be hungry yeah. and have my parents together. Yeah. You know, like they, they want us to know that they can change the world. They want us to know that they're tough. They, they have a different experience, but that yeah. doesn't mean that they're, they don't hurt and yeah. that stuff isn't hard. Yeah. And what we do is, I think it's even more spiritual than that for us Americans is, is that we don't completely buy the fact that money doesn't buy happiness. So, we're confused yeah. that people in Africa would have more joy than us yeah. when actually we're in a, a world where we're pacifying and replacing God with all this stuff Come that's on, just letting man. us down all the time. Yep. Stinking idols. Yeah, they are. And they're just we making think us, we're, oh, they, yeah. They think we're going to rescue us and they yeah. end up being like the very thing. Yeah, that, and then we just look at our kids and go, you have no excuse to be complaining. Yeah. And their yeah. hearts are just broken. Yeah. It's like, why? Because I have a house and food? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think most young people would say, do you realize how bad my heart hurts yeah Come on, i don't care about food yeah. right now yeah. you know yeah. 
I desire a relationship. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. And, th- and that's what we, um, we know that gliders is just a summer, but what we find is, is that kids will do something fun yeah. and then they'll do something else fun. Like, oh yeah, we're going to go to the arcade, to, like, arcade, terrible yeah. example, but whatever. Right. I know we don't have those anymore, but, um, I'm going to do this. Sure. We'll do that. You know, I'll go to camp. I'll do whatever. But they come back to Clyders year after year because of the relationships. Yeah, yeah. And sure. that's, that's key to us is getting down on the kid's level on a knee, talk, looking them in the eye and oh, loving man. them. So, I mean, isn't that, I mean, this is, this is the gospel, right? Yeah. Love right. the, love the mm-hmm. Lord and, and love, love his people. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we go back to the Lord because of the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's two things you said and I love, like I, I was we were talking about earlier, like Facebook reels, right? But I saw this old pastor get up and he was talking about that. The Lord doesn't deliver us out of the fire. He takes us by the hand and he walks us through the fire. Yeah. Right. Which we're talking about the storm and that was super significant. And man, one of the biggest things that this, this word the Lord gave me earlier this couple months ago or really a month ago, and it's just been jumping on me and it's something I continue to see and I continue to hear come out of your mouth. I continue just to man, just, you know, I don't know your heart, but I know like, man, I continue just to see this with your staff and your counselors and all these things. And there was another thing that reminded me of this too. And, and man, this is a moment I'm going to give the story. So you had a couple of counselors who went through a family death too. And I remember when it was the first week of family camp, they weren't there. And the only reason I knew this is because Dayton Hunt organized the worship night, you know, cause every time we always come up, we always have a worship night in the yeah. old chapel and he organized a worship night. And I watched these kids begin just to petition and prayer for the, the family of those two counselors who, you know, experienced that loss. And it was super powerful. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't just a, you know, like, Hey, we just want to pray for someone. You know, it was, man, it was heartfelt and there was tears and just petitioning the Lord. And I watched the Lord just move in a significant way that night with your counselors and just watch them rally together and get on their knees together. You know, a group of college kids like on their knees and high school kids begging the Lord for this family. And it was super cool. And it reminds me of this word and like the things you're saying today. It's uh first John three verse 14. And it's just a moment of where he says, find it real quick. I just lost it. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers. And it's that moment where the Lord just showed me this moment, like one of the, like the marker that you know you've gone from death to life is how we love one another, yeah. you know, and it's laying our, like what you just said, like denying ourselves, laying our lives down, picking up our cross and, and chasing after the Lord and then being image bearers and, and showing that love of Christ. And then like, just like the story with the woman, like it's his kindness that draws us to repentance. And it's this moment of, you know, like for us, like that's the one reason, and we're just, you know, we're talking, you're talking about youth camp and all the awesome things you guys are doing with all these kids and you're reaching these kids where, who probably don't even, you know, and man, like what you're saying is right. Because how many of us, we hear stories like in, in disciple making, and we've been talking about, you know, the shame and the condemnation, roots of bitterness and all these things. And mean, a lot of times you can chase that all the way down to, I guess, moment when they were a child, right? And, and experiencing something like maybe mom and dad divorced and I blame myself and there's this shame, this yeah. condemnation from there or this conviction, you know, that's not, that's not of the Lord. And man, like you come to this space where you up in the mountains. I think one of my favorite things about Clyders is when the Wi-Fi doesn't work, you come, <laughs> you come up there, you know, you're completely removed from everything and you guys just do an awesome job. You know, I've, I've never, I'm, and I know there's things because I'm in ministry. So I know there's things behind the scenes. You know, I've seen you jump on your bike and have to take off somewhere but I've never seen the frustration from you yeah, or from Austin or from Holly or Nate. Um, and I know it's there because I mean, you're, you're organized, you got this camp, you got all these counselors and high school kids and crew boys and crew girls and all those things. But man, you guys do such a good job of making everyone feel like family. Mm. Um, they're, 
you know, um, like they matter. Like that's one thing I've always noticed, you know, if like, even if it's like, Hey, can I get a heater? Like, we'll get it to you. And you know, I can't tell you how many times where we've asked for a space heater or, a, you yeah. know, a blanket and all, and there it is in our cabin, you know? And it's like, Good. and it's, there's no like, Hey, what cabin are you in again? You're like, okay, I got, you. and there's just a lot of attention out of even how you love on us. And you can just continue to see that. And even with the hunts, I know Dayton hunt and Brooklyn hunt were up there for camp, you know, and, you know, Brooklyn Hunt led, like, it's going to make me emotional. She got to lead a girl to the Lord. And that was the first time she led a girl to the Lord. And that was the first thing she couldn't share with me when I showed up was she gave me a huge hug. And she's like, Mike, you won't believe what happened, right? Yeah. And it's yeah. just because you created a space. Like, we always call it, like, creating a space for them to practice, a safe space where you can practice. And that's what it is. It's just, mm -hmm. And, yeah, there's challenges there. But, man, it's this awesome opportunity for them to grow in their gifting and to grow as what the Lord is leading them. And, man, it, like, you guys are just doing such a good job. And, and I agree with what you say, you know, like the Lord dwells in us and I've had awesome experiences with the Lord and, you know, but there's been times where, um, I've had awesome moments, on my back porch, awesome moments in my living room. You know, we talked about a, one of my special spots sometimes yesterday where I've sometimes left a meeting and go to and like the Lord's like right there and I come right back. Um, but it's in the bathroom, just so y'all know. The Lord oftentimes <laughs> speaks to me in this moment. Anybody that knows yeah. you knows yeah. where that's at. <laughs> where I'm like, I was like, I need to take a quick bathroom break. And man, but <laughs> there's been times, like I know this last year, um, man, just sitting by the river and just resting with him. And just the Lord is speaking clearly to me in the word, you know, and it was so refreshing. Like it was a spot where he's like, man, like, no, don't just physically rest. Don't just spiritually rest, but like rest your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, stop thinking about all the things back home and just rest. Like just, just bask my arms. And so, Man, like it, it is an awesome place, and I love everything you guys are continuing to do. And so, man, as you're as you're casting this vision for us, like I mean, we all know this. Like there are things that come up in ministry. Like there's you know like these, um, you know, he, he says it for the reason. Like all those who put their hands to the plow, like you know, look back are not fit for the kingdom. So there's this we're putting our hands to the plow. And we know that can be hard work. So what are the, some of the things like that hard work that you guys? come against or some of the challenges and some of the things you're currently now walking through as you're walking out this mission that the Lord has given you? Well, I, the, the word that I'm feeling this year is, um, so much to celebrate so much to anticipate. Oh, and, uh, the reason is, is that we are standing on these shoulders of the legacy and all that God is doing. And in this season where we're stewarding Clyde Hurst, we're facing some challenging things that we didn't expect. Um, we have in the past, of course, you're camping is basically one of the last dangerous things that parents will let kids do. <laughs> <laughs> so there's been a lot of years, like, do we keep having horses? You know, just little challenges like that. Yeah. Then that moved into um, 15 years ago, we had to close the last family camp down because of fire. Our camp only goes out one direct, like our valley, you can only go out one way. So we had to move all of our campers down to the Civic Center in Big Timber, and then we had to cancel the camp. We're like, you know, we have to prepare for a summer where there's forest fire. What's going to happen? Yeah. And then when the pandemic hit, we never dreamed that we would be facing something like that. Yeah. And we just felt like God put a, a, a real, I don't want to use it, I know that God has favor on the people that didn't get to operate either, but 30% of the camps in the nation closed and never reopened during yeah. the pandemic, which is crazy. So I, uh, we, um, were so grateful that we could meet, but we started to realize like in all of the times in history, the black plague or whatever else, yeah. Christians showed up. Yeah. 
And we wanted to try to continue to prepare for what role God may have for us in the culture that we're dealing with. Come on. So I lean all that to say that we, we had to eat in two places. We had to separate. We, we started, they started to change some of the health standards. Our dining hall, um, we still serve everything family style. Right. We started watching kids that would pour their juice back in the pitcher and then we'd serve it again to our staff or what, you know, like yeah. we were seeing all these things where we do not have the hand washing stations we have. Yeah. The sexual abuse prevention started really amping up with the new standards of the things that you need to do and the ways that we look at the world or somebody being able to shut down what we're doing. Yeah. We have showers up in our dining hall right now that we need to get out of there. You walk past them for, you walk past yeah. them to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, we need to have safe places for our kids. Um, we have revamped over the last five years, our safety protocol for abuse and bullying and all of those things that are so prevalent and us old yeah. guys can't go, Oh, just suck it up. It's just yeah. the real world. And we have yeah. to anticipate yeah. that this summer. Say, say that again, louder, right? I mean, yeah. for real, because mm-hmm. like it, it's not just like something we should gloss over. No, like because next thing you know, Clyders isn't meeting next yeah. year because we, we were too big of boneheads yeah. to accept the world that we're serve, you know, yeah. that we're Meet ministering in right yeah. now. Right. And so we realized that to not shut down such a significant building and to yeah. expand it, we're going to be building a winterized shower house that has ADA showers. We've not been able to serve uh, kids with wheelchairs well. It's a tough place to have a wheelchair. Yeah, for sure. And then they don't have anywhere to shower. So yeah. we, we had a friend of ours that... Um, got ALS and he just passed away last year, but he had to start staying off grounds during family camp because he couldn't shower. And we were like, that has to stop. This is stupid. It yeah. does. And so, um, we, we're going to move the showers and stuff out of the dining hall. We're going to put hand washing stations in there. And I'll tell can I tell you guys something? I know that we're being recorded, but this generation is different than my generation. Yeah. And we have so many staff back in our kitchen and we don't have enough ovens and that tight space is not healthy for our kids with their anxiety. Yeah. They are sense. bumping into each other yeah. constantly. Yeah. We talked yeah. about this this summer. Yeah. And we're trying to serve 220 kids yeah. food and we don't even have enough ovens to do it. This year we had 400 people on the waiting list and that's, that's oh, before I was reading this. Yeah. But right. that's before people quit trying to sign up. Yeah. You know, we don't know how many yeah, we could have got in. Yeah. And so we know that we need to expand that. We we're also going, well, people are saying, well, I don't want my experience at Clyders, but you're turning all these people away. Well, our first answer as we prayed through this is we need to have more options throughout the year yeah. because we really have the big bulk of things in three months. So we started expanding into the spring and the fall, and we've been able to reach a thousand more people in the last three years. Right. So we know we need to start winterizing stuff because it gets really cold yeah. up there. Weather, I mean, we're in, we're talking Montana, You right? can't have like water for, in the cabins. Yeah. yeah. And so you I can't. I mean, the frost, like the frost line in Oklahoma oh, yeah. here is about two feet deep. Yeah, the we got to go six. Is like six feet. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, it's. And, and it's com- everything's different. It's completely inappropriate. When we, when I was a kid, because our church owned it, we yeah. would go up in the winter, and you just pee off the porch right. because you couldn't. You can't yeah. do that. You that's can't. Not an, that's not. It's a, not an option yeah. with our sexual abuse yeah. prevention. You just a, can't have an option like that. And yeah. So if we're running something like this, we have to have a winterized place. As soon as we can get winterized bathrooms, um, where there's more showers, we can. Yeah get more kids into our winter camps and then we'll start expanding out like a wagon wheel. We're going to start digging deep and moving in and winterizing cabins. Um, the next thing that happened was, okay, let's go back and 
trying to get that problem solved. Well, lo and behold, because of the forest fires in California, we lost our fire insurance. We're considered uninsurable. We've gone to every single fireplace that we can think of. So we don't have wildfire insurance. So we had a family camper who um, builds ponds professionally. Yeah. And um, we, we uh, dug and are working on a fire suppression pond. The silver lining is we're going to use it for recreation as well. And we're hoping yeah, it looks that, like it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be able to canoe and, yeah. and we'll be able to hopefully stock it with fish. Yeah. And then people who come to camp won't have to have a fishing license to take their little kid fishing. Something like that yeah. would be great. Um, we have about $8,000 more that we need to finish that up because we had to move our fire pit, which is really important. Campfires right. are yeah, pretty for big sure. So we're going to move that up the hill, have an amphitheater where the, the stage is going to be right on the edge of the pond. And it's just going to be beautiful. That's so awesome. we need some more money for that. Um, our uh, fees, uh, we're considered an outfitter, if you can believe that. So what an outfitter is, is it's somebody who gets a license to be able to have education happen on public lands. It's so like of, backwoods outfit. Yeah. I mean, so what basically if, if someone, ha if you pay someone to take you hunting, yeah. they're going to teach you what they know yeah. and guide you and they have to have a license and it's really right. expensive. We have to do the same thing. Um, you have to apply for these for years and wait until that, cause they only have limited ones. So right. Clydest has outfitters license for picnicking, um, horseback riding and hiking. But what they're doing is, is that they're going to change it because we have to pay every single day that we go on the land. Now they're going to charge us a percentage of a registration fee per kid uh, to go on the ground. So there's a possibility it's going to be ten to $20,000 more this next year. Holy cow. And so we are trying to anticipate the fact yeah. that the Forest so, Service came in and said, these trails that you're on aren't official Forest Service trails. I don't know if you can leave your grounds with a group. Wow. Well, Pray that that's not the case, but right. as we anticipate that, we are looking to expand our high ropes course. We need to replace the cable. It's not thick enough on for uh, regulations on our zip line, and we need to replace the auto belays on our climbing wall. Yeah. These are all things that have all hit us in one year, yeah. and 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 so we're feeling a little bit like, okay, God, what what's going to happen with that? Right. So we kind of break all of our giving into um, three pretty simple categories, which is general giving. Clydus has been yeah. debt-free for almost 40 years. And so general, yeah, general giving means that you're covering the daily costs of camp. And on top of that, which includes utilities, our propane is outrageous. Oh, yeah. All of our fuel costs, our insurance is outrageous. Sure. Um, it's you know going to creep up to almost $100,000 this year. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's gone up for all of us yeah. just personally, right? So I can't imagine yeah. for, the, for the camp. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, uh, all of our staffing, you know, our... All, yeah our materials for our staff, all that kind of stuff. That's our general fund. But because we're cash-based, we also seed each account that goes down to new vehicle purchase, uh, vehicle repair, roof repair. That goes into each of those categories every month. So the general fund is like, hey, yeah, I'm going to trust Clyders with my money. It's it's not restricted. Yeah. You guys take it and put it where you need. Um, the next would be um, our sending kids to camp. Right. fund and that is something where um, because Christ costs have gone up so much that people can just click and accept a discount right off the bat if they choose to um, but then if they need additional help we will help them they have an application process that is a fully restricted fund your money goes only to sending kids yeah. to camp and there are a lot of kids that need it last year was 14 I think I have the number there 14 some thousand under the Send a kids to camp. The have this people provided nineteen thousand eight hundred thirty dollars yeah. last year. I was just reading that, and like, and this is significant. I want to make sure I say it that like, you, like you guys don't turn away anybody for the inability to pay. Yep, from youth camp. Yeah, that would be right. so dumb. 
Yeah. And the other thing is, is that it doesn't matter where you sit. Well, it doesn't matter where you sit politically because yeah. sometimes you can get angry with yeah. something that seems a little bit sh- socialistic, like yeah. camp is a camp is a, I heard somebody say once that, that camp is a, um, a privilege, not yeah, a right. Privilege, not a right. No. I don't buy that for yeah. a second because right. we're doing a crusade. Come on. Come we're on, trying to man. get kids up there and it's not their fault if their parents yeah. won't send them because they want to spend their money on an iPhone. Yeah. Like come people on. get all that, na- but it's not the kid's fault. It's a fourth grader. Yeah. If the right. kid wants to come and get his kid to camp, Amen. I, that's just where I'm at. Yeah, for sure. We agree a hundred percent. And then our capital right. campaigns um, are something that are, um, what's kind of called a semi-restricted. Yeah. Um, and what that means is, is that every project we do, we try to save as much money on as possible. So as right. we go through the process, once in a while, someone will go, I have shingles left over. Yeah. And so if we were going to do our cabin preservation fund or something like that, um, if we get the first cabin done and there's money left over, it'll pour over into the next cabin. So you know that it's restricted to that category, but yeah. maybe not specifically cabin seven. Yeah. could be something else. So um, the dining hall shower yeah. house will be semi-restricted where um, that's a huge expense. It's going to yeah, be cleaning gonna, up, nearing great. up to 2 million yeah. oh, because man. it's so insane so what we have yeah. to do. Um, but what will happen is, is that that winterization process um, as we dig down and move out from there, if for some reason someone comes in and donates the foundation or right. as an in-kind gift you know, and, and the cash gift that'll flow into the next thing, but it, right. it'll be for capacity improvements and winter winterizing. Yeah. So that's just kind of how that works. That's awesome. Um, and so uh, that's, that's, uh, those are the categories that basically yeah. general fund capital campaigns and sending the kid to camp. That's awesome. And so you can just go to colliders.com slash donate and, there's a bazillion ways you can go through PayPal, Venmo. You can set up to give monthly. You know, a lot of times when we have a year like this, that's a little scary where we have, yeah. we have to figure out a way to do firefighting. Um, and that that's a source for the forest service too. It's not like we have our own right. fire yeah. service. We, If you have a wildfire, you get out of there. Yeah. If you have a structure fire, we can fight it with those right. pumps and the things that we're getting. Right. But we'll, what we're going to do is set up sprinklers on the cabins, um, on the lawn and turn everything on as we leave. Right. It's going to be and a then, quick switch and, and leave and hope and just and pray that God pray protects, the Lord it. protects it. And we'll have a little bit of that fire barrier there. But what happens then is that um, sometimes like this year, our general giving is down like 40 some thousand dollars because yeah. people are giving to these needs, which is okay. That yeah. doesn't matter. But it's just one of those things where sometimes people don't, they feel like, um, and I get it. It's yeah. nice to look at the dining hall and go, I bought that urinal right. or whatever else. But yeah. it, it, the general fund does go to um, very, very important essential things. And yeah, as a nonprofit sure. um, faith-based ministry, um, if somebody really digs into it, like where they're just coming and asking questions, we'll show them. Yeah. Our, but th- th- that the books are open yeah. on all of that. So that. if someone has questions on any of that stuff with general fund, that's a, a good thing to give. But I'm also really excited for us to get more kids in. So it's yeah. like, a, it's a, it's a balance, you know? Yeah. So you guys also have a work week too, for people. Yeah. Yeah. For so, uh, yeah, if you can come up, um, it's a great way to get to camp in the spring. It looks different, smells different. Um, it's a lot chillier. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, that's May uh, 1st through the 5th is, is, uh, our scheduled time right now. And, uh, we have a Facebook group right now called Clyderst Serves. And if you look up Clyder Serves, you can join that. We got crushed with spam the last month or two. People trying to sell shoes and 
weird things on there. <laughs> so I had to make it private. I realized later on that I actually could have just had people request to post and I could have denied them. But either way, we'll let everyone in because we can recognize the people that want to be a part of that. But what Clyder serves is it's all the behind the scenes stuff. So you get know. pictures every week of the work going on, um, needs that are neat. You know, we want to try to make sure that our ministry is, is very clear that we have something for people, not wanting something from people. That catchphrase is used a lot, but it's definitely our heart. And so we don't want all of our needs constantly on the front lines of our Clydehurst information yeah. for parents, you know, that yeah. maybe don't know the Lord and they're just like, good grief. What is yeah. this place? So, um, Clyder serves, will keep everyone up to date on, um, on the work week. And what you do is, is that it doesn't matter what skills you have, just come up and help. Doesn't matter what age you can bring your kids cool. and, uh, you, you pick a cabin, um, as they fill up. So yeah. it's kind of old school that way. Let us know we're coming because we'll plan for the food. Doesn't cost you anything. And uh, you can stay for some or all of it. And um, if you have a specific skill, um, we will look at a project for that. Like sometimes we have more skilled workers than other years. Yeah. Right now we're trying to start winterizing the cabin hills and we need to put insulated roofs on them. So last year on cabin 40 where Holly stays because she's there so much later, we did that one yeah. first. Um, we need to we took that on during that week among other projects. Right. So, um, this year I'm sure we'll be building like the stage for the, um, new fire pit and yeah. doing some landscaping, um, maybe cool. making a gravel path up, but you know, just different yeah. things like that. So you get to drive vehicles around and yeah, you know, good. it's just kind of fun. Sounds like good times. It for is. Sure. Yeah. Can't be, can't be being in the, in the mountains at that time, man. I, I think it's, uh, like I think, it, for those who like know what Clydehurst is about, obviously they or have been there. Like they, they understand the significance of what their like what their resources are going to, and um, and how the the men and women of Clydehurst that have been entrusted as the stewards there, how they have a heart for the Lord and the Lord's people, and how you guys are just have been good stewards of that from like from our perspective and and invest in that, and so I think it's a it's a worthwhile place for sure to to put you know put your resources towards for sure well it's an interesting um, thing that happens um that when people ask me i definitely want to say yeah for sure which is we're a an independent ministry we don't have a denomination behind yeah, us yeah this is something else. we talk, thank you for bringing that well, up right but and, and so what happens is this Clyder's god is using it in in big ways it's hard to get into and people equate that with the secular world that go, you must have plenty of money. Right. Well, we only have, we barely have enough every right. year. Yeah. Um, and so what I've heard from some people is, I, I think some people like to give to something that's making a difference. Other people go, right. well, I want to bail out the little guy. Right. Well, we might put off the impression that we're not the little guy, but yeah. we're definitely the little yeah. guy. Yeah, for so sure. So we want to, we are serving those unserved communities around Montana and creating yeah. a really unique getaway for you guys in Oklahoma and other places. Yeah, for sure. We are, um, one, uh, it's so surprisingly rare to have family camps like we have. Yeah. And even if your family has been to a family camp, you could probably say it's quite a bit different than Clyder's is with yeah. the vibe. And so family camps is, is one of our, you know, our ministry to our staff, our ministry to youth and our ministry yeah. to families that that's the main, I mean, we talked a lot about youth because before we, we went on, we talked about how yeah. some of Oklahomans don't know much about that part of it. Yeah. But our family camp, like for me, 
as someone who's been through hard stuff with my family and marriage and all of that, like it matters a lot to us because as you start having kids, you guys all know you are the program director of every vacation and you come home exhausted and you have to, they fight about everything you feed them. Everyone's tired the whole time. And Clyderst, you're, you're not just escaping life. You're actually leaning into the Lord. You're getting filled up and the whole family's happy. Yeah. I and agree. so we are so glad that we can offer a place of rest. You know, yeah. There was that old thinking of my dad and mom always listening to the radio. We'd listen to AM radio growing up. Yeah. And there was a radio pro- broadcast called Haven of Rest. And I just I just think of that place. It's just a haven. You were talking the other day, Travis, yeah. about driving into the valley and just that feeling you get. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm so glad that we, uh, you know, of, of, of Pastor Feely up there on vacation and going, this would be a pretty insane place to study the Bible, yeah. Yeah. you know, and for it to, to be able to be there 70, Come on. eight years later, whatever yeah. it is. Come on. Yeah. That's so legit. that's so. a lot, but I just can't believe you guys would give me the time to share that. And I appreciate it so much. Man, and thank you. Well, thank you for coming you guys on. Are we're blessing. super grateful. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, I, these guys know I, I went up to uh, Lori and I went to Elk Mountain this morning and hung out with the Lord because yeah going to the mountains is yeah it's it's good so we we call it elk mountain it's really a big hill in oklahoma (laughs) but as i was sitting up there um like um the lord the lord reminded me of this i mean it's it's a song it's psalm 23 right like and we all like we sometimes it gets like it maybe loses a little bit of its weight because we talk about it so much you know but verse two says he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters and uh man as he was reminding me of that this morning and it was that that idea of like man that's like when we go to Clydehurst like that's what I think of like it's that place of rest and um and it's quiet waters and uh you know and uh and green pastures for us and so um like my dad for- is a really fun guy and he is a, a man of catchphrases and all of his junior high teachers and everyone can <laughs> still and he he would say that every family camp and goes and we leave the river on all night. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just it. hear that water. Yeah. You know, people right. buy stuff to put in their desk, but on their desk to hear yeah. water running. To make yeah. it sound yeah. like <laughs> I literally listened to a, a Spotify yeah. <laughs> playlist to well, get something like that. You know, it's funny. Cause that's one of, I think you've, um, there's been a couple of years you posted in the old chapel mm-hmm. and that's one of Lauren's favorite spots yes. just cause it's right by the river, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, that's so, so good. Yeah. We've, uh, We've uh, gone an hour and 10 minutes. Filled up the been, hard drive. It's been it so good, though, Scott. Good, yeah. Thank you so much yeah. for coming down, and thank you for um, taking the time to do this podcast with us. Yeah. We're super grateful. Hey, we uh, we have a thing we do. We we ask our guests to pray us out. So yeah. okay. would, you, uh, would you pray us out? I'd be happy to. Oh, God, we come to you um, in the name of Jesus, and we're so grateful that you are such an incredible God, creator of the earth, and God of compassion and patience and and power. And uh, thank you for this place. We pray your blessing over this body. Um, the way that you have compelled them to serve you. And we pray that they don't grow weary in that work. Lord, I thank you for the men I've got to meet. And the, the way that they so passionately and uh, powerfully speak of you. And uh, that's something I don't see a lot, God, and I just want to give you the glory and, and um, honor the leadership here and, and everyone who is um, just serving faithfully, showing up every day and 
So we ask for um, provision for this ministry. We pray over the kids' ministry. We pray over the tech side of everything. We pray for this podcast and, and the way that it's going to reach somebody in their car or when they're on a walk or something and you just meet them there. Lord, we pray over dissension um, that can happen among us people or brokenness and all the ways that the devil will want to try to destroy what you're doing here. So God, we, we give you this place. Lord, we pray for specifically Travis and Michael and their families. We love you so much and we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Grace and peace. Grace and peace.